In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everyone. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Pride Soccer Podcast. Today, it's a special edition because I'm going to introduce you to new Atlanta United manager, Frank DeBoer. DeBoer was hired in December, but hadn't been introduced to the Atlanta media, well, most of the Atlanta media, until today. I had the pleasure of meeting him at last week's draft in Chicago. Um, So he answered a lot of different questions today about a lot of different things, and he answered them as well as he could because, in fact, he has yet to work with the players. He's yet to meet most of the players. He really hasn't gotten to spend a lot of time in Atlanta. I think this weekend was the first long stay that he's had to have in the city. He arrived two weeks ago, went immediately to the Combine in Orlando, came back, went immediately, went to Chicago. Uh, So this has been his first kind of three-day period in the city. So because I've covered Atlanta United before it was even Atlanta United, I travel with the team, wherever it goes. Uh, I got an exclusive with DeBoer today, uh, about 10 minutes worth, which I'm going to play for you all here in a second. Uh, I asked some, a lot of the questions that I solicited on Twitter uh, and that y'all provided, so I appreciate that. I hope you'll be as satisfied as you can be with his answers. I've already posted a couple of stories on AtlantaJournalConstitution.com, AJC.com, that I hope you'll read. So I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll subscribe to the paper and I hope that uh, you'll continue to enjoy the coverage that I provide of Atlanta United and Major League Soccer. So I'm going to let you listen to my 10-minute interview with Frank DeBoer, Atlanta United's new manager. Um, so if, if you had to line up the guys tomorrow, what would be the formation that, that you would play tomorrow? It is a very uh, delicate uh, question, so I will not answer that question. Of course, you know, what I already said at the press conference, I will not change that much in the beginning, you know, so it should be ridiculous, you know. Uh, They won the MLS Cup after two years, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly I will turn everything upside down. It should be uh, crazy. So uh, I will not change in the beginning a lot. Uh, Try to uh, get the advantages of that feeling that they have. And uh, so uh, that's the only answer that I can give you right now. That's fine. How much of training camp is going to be about you learning the players and how much of it is going to be what the players learning you? you yeah, but it's a normal process. Of course, in the beginning, the first two weeks, you know, you have to really know the, the guys and especially when you go on training camp in uh, LA, you're going to know them uh, even better and uh, also, you know, about the mentality, the work ethic of the players, of the team. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I'm really looking forward, you know, uh, to meet the team. I already have uh, heard great positive things, you know, the, the work ethic, it's 
uh, it's a very you know uh, team who yeah respects each other very much and uh, they're very united and so hopefully uh, yeah hopefully I want to see that in person of course but I have a good feeling about it. Have you had a chance to meet any of them yet? No, I first uh, I spoke to a couple of players because you know I don't want to start at scratch. You know, a little bit of a feeling. You know, mm-hmm. how is the team? So, like uh, the captain, of course, right. like uh, Michael Parkers. I spoke. I spoke with Leandro. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit to get the feeling. Hey, how do you see? Uh, you know, how was it? And uh, what uh, what can I s- expect? Everything. Uh, those small things. Not a really long conversation, but a little things that I think uh, is important for me already to know. That uh, what I said. You know, not start at scratch. And uh, so that I know, okay, I, I'm, if I enter this, I, I know what the reaction will be, or something like that, for, from the from the one player, or maybe for the whole squad. Are there any uh, specific areas of the squad that you would like to see strengthened uh, before the start of the season? Uh, no, the, I think the depth in the squad is quite well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you always have preference. For example. Uh, uh, a centre back who's left footed, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have that uh, in our team, so that normally could be, a, I think, an advantage. But still, you know, they showed last year uh, Leandro played mm-hmm. uh, there, of course. So uh, why change it when it's uh, it's good? But uh, you know, if you want it in a perfect world, you know, uh, that should be ideal. But still, you know, uh, because of the the protocols you have in the MLS. Uh, and designated players and everything, uh, yeah, it's more complicated than uh, in Europe. And, but uh, you know, I'm very happy with the squad that we have and what I already said. I have to know them really uh, better. And uh, what I saw, you know, from uh, the television, also from uh, the internet, what you can all get, uh, like a program where you can see all the games, yeah, it's looking very promises, uh, promises. Uh, one of the things that the squad worked on daily for most of the past two years was playing out of the back, yeah. uh, almost daily. Is, is there something similar that you like to work on in training with the guys? Uh, you know, it depends because uh, they, I heard or because I spoke of course with the players, they did it a lot, you know, especially the first one and a half years. Uh, after that, they changed a little bit the, the style. They were more direct, mm-hmm. uh, and it resulted that they are really, you know, uh, yeah, won the important uh, games. You saw, of course, the last uh, playoff games. They only played in the in the uh, how you call it five three two or right. three five two system. <coughs> so uh, it depends also, you know, which kind of uh, team you play. Do they press, press very high and all those kind of details? How we deal with when uh, a team press really high? Uh, do we have the quality to come uh, to play around those pre- press pressing teams? So, of course, in the ideal situation, you know, I, I love to play that. But you know, you have to see also what the quality uh, of those players are, and uh, we're gonna find out. Um. I think I know the answer to this, but I assume you're a manager that likes to get involved, heavily involved in the training yeah. sessions. You yeah. don't you, you don't watch and just kind no. of observe. No, no. I'm, I, I think one of my qualities is that. So uh, 
I always expect my players, you know, to give 100% of training because still, you know, the training is one of the best learning moments because uh, you train more than you play. So if you want to get better, you first start at the training and then you want to explore that uh, in, the, in, the, in the game itself. So for me, it's uh, very important that, uh, that I get involved and that I see what I want to see, you know, and of course they have their own uh, identity uh, for playing, but still there are some, you know, like uh, areas, you know, that you have to be responsible as a player, and I'm really focused uh, on that. Have you had any conversations with Tata about the team? Uh, no, I, I spoke with uh, an assistant coach mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the team, and also about Atlanta, and you know, he was very positive uh, right. about everything. Of course, you know, they won it, of course. Right. Um, the One of the things that I, won't, I can't use the word unique, but MLS has VAR, which yes. isn't used in a lot of places. Do in you have Holland, any opinions on In Holland, on we use it, you know, uh, the same like in the United States. And uh, of course, there is always a gray area, still, because you f- can think it's a penalty. And I totally, totally uh, disagree. So there will always be a great part, but I think 95, 90% is clear. You know, offside is offside. Uh, the ball passes the line or not. So, you know, that's very clear. And uh, for example, I always give the example uh, in the cha- in the World Cup final. You know, Perisic make the handball. Uh, they get awarded the penalty. France, in my point of view, was a uh, was a penalty. My assistant coach, he said, definitely no penalty. So, <laughs> you know, there's a different uh, right. opinion. And, uh, you know, there will always be there. And then the, the, the referee has to make his choice. And sometimes it's in it you're invented and sometimes not. And, uh, of course, you want it as quickly as possible. But sometimes, you know, what I said, it's such a great, it's such a difficult moment. And you have to really pause it or not, or rewind it or something like that. And, okay, we have to accept it. But it makes the game more fair, that's for sure. And uh, I'm sorry to bring up Martino one more time, but another, one of the things that the guys said they really appreciated about Martino was his one-on-one approach to, to player management. Yeah. I was curious about your approach to player management. How do you how do you approach? I that? think it's very important, you know, to to give the feeling that the, to the player that the door is always open, and of course that you are interested uh, in all all the players. And uh, I want to do that. Uh, it's not only my, not only my job, but it's also the, the job of uh, all the staff, you know, of try to uh, to get involved and to get as much information how the players uh, are feeling. Uh, somebody wanted me to ask you, Amstel or Heineken? Uh, they are the same company, you know. <laughs> so for me, you know, it, it has to be Heineken, but it's more because Heineken is, you know, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, if you say Heineken, that, then you already say Holland. Amstel is a little bit different. Okay. But I don't like beer, so I never okay. drink. <laughs> I think my, my first sip of beer was in Heineken, okay. but never uh, touched it again. So okay. I'm more a wine. Uh, oh, okay. So. I don't know, we won't go down that rabbit no. hole. <laughs> uh, somebody else wanted me to ask you if you still think about the pass that you hit to Bergkamp, I think in 98? Yes. 98. 98? Yeah. Against Argentina. Yes. Uh, no, uh, because uh, lately and when the World Cups comes up, you know, it always passed by, and it was like oh, 20 years ago <laughs> then in '98, and everybody, you know, uh, are talking about that, and you see some highlights. Of course, it's, 
it was a great moment for Holland. It was a great moment for Bergkamp. It was a great moment for me. Uh, but you know, it's it's the past, and uh, you know, it's, it's good to to see it sometimes. But yeah. uh, it's more the the press and other people make it more dramatic, you know. <laughs> and, but it's also nice sometimes. But uh, I'm not thinking about it. Okay, I just curious. Somebody else wanted me to ask you if you've had grits yet. No, I heard uh, <laughs> grits, but uh, no, I still have to figure out what exactly it is. It's kind of a mashed up corn kind of a thing with a mm. sugar and stuff in it. Yeah, I'm trying to, to <laughs> get uh, as less sugar as possible, so I don't know if I'm going to take it. But I'm sure I'm going to taste it. <laughs> You're a smart part. man. Yeah. Um, and, and lastly, just what are your goals for this season? What is it you hope? Yeah, I always say, you know, my goals, of course, you know, you want to be a champion, of course, but I never want to talk about championship. I always want to talk about, okay, this kind of philosophy we have as a team, we have as a technical staff, we have as a club, we want to play like this. And if we do that, the possibility that we will be on top is a very big possibility. But first we have to do this before you can talk about championship, because if you do just suddenly, yeah, we're going to be champions, yeah, but how are you going to be champions? Right. That's the most important thing, and that we have to figure out. I think Tata did a fantastic job, and we're not going to change a lot in the beginning, that's for sure, and hopefully we can, what I said, you know, that hardware that was here because of uh, Tata, maybe we update it a little bit, uh, in my point of view, what we can do better, yeah, and then hopefully at the end of the season we said, okay, yeah, uh, we are champions again. And I'm assuming you're not going to, want to talk about the things that you could do better just yet. No, no, <laughs> not yet. And uh, first, you know, we have to experience uh, how the players react on that, of course. But uh, what I said, you know, it's not going to be a major uh, difference. Right. Great. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Did you All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, my name is Doug Robertson. I cover Atlanta United for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes. And I hope you'll subscribe to the newspaper. The team will start training camp on Tuesday. It will be here until the beginning of February when it heads off to Los Angeles for a couple of weeks. Its first game will be against Herediano and the CONCACAF Champions League in Costa Rica. I'll be in Los Angeles for a while. I'll be covering the game in Costa Rica. I hope you enjoy the coverage. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.